the Lord is shown up in this place. Um, it's evident because what I'm going to be talking about tonight, it's tailor-made, I'm telling you. Um, if you don't believe in God, if you don't believe in Jesus Christ, we don't believe in coincidences in this church nor in the body of Christ. Uh, for the scripture says, and we know that all things work together for the, for the good to those that love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. If you brought your Bible, if you haven't brought your Bible, share with a neighbor who would be so kind. Uh, turn with me to the book of Daniel, chapter 2. Daniel, chapter 2. And there is a lot to cover in chapter 2. Um, last week, or two weeks ago, excuse me, I wish it was every week. <laughs> two weeks ago, it, um, we covered... Uh, point number one, the problem. If you guys remember that, and I think we mentioned the plea, but so if you brought your Bibles, turn with me to Daniel chapter two. And we will start at, uh, we start at verse one. Now, in the second year of Nebuchadnezzar reign, Nebuchadnezzar had, a, had dreams, and his spirit was so troubled that his sleep left him. Then the king gave the command to call the magicians, the astrologers, sorcerers, and Chaldeans to tell the king his dream. So they came and stood before the king, and the king said to them, I have had a dream, and my spirit is anxious to know the dream. Then the Chaldeans spoke to the king in Aramaic. O king, live forever. Tell your servants the dream, and we will give the interpretation. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces, and your houses shall be made an ash heap. However, if you tell me the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. They answered again and said, let the king tell his servants the dream and we will give its interpretation. The king answered and said, I know for certain that you would gain time because you see that my decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me, there's only one decree for you. For you have agreed to speak lying and corrupt words before me till the time has changed. Therefore, tell me the dream and I shall know that you can give me its interpretation. The Chaldeans answered the king and said, there is not a man on earth who can tell the king's matter. Therefore, no king, lord, or ruler has ever asked such things of any magicians, astrologers, or Chaldeans. It's a difficult thing that the king requests, and there is no other who can tell it to the king except the gods whose dwelling is not with flesh. For this reason, the king was very angry and furious and gave the command to destroy all the wise men of Babylon so the decree went out and they began killing the wise men and they sought Daniel and his companions to kill them. Then with the counsel of the wisdom, Daniel 
answered Arioch, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said to Arioch, the cap- king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Arioch made the decision known to Daniel. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king it, the interpretation. Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, his companions, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever. For wisdom and might are his. And he changes the times and the seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have made now made known to me what we ask of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. We're going to stop right there for tonight. <laughs> Last week, uh, we went over for an outline. For those who wasn't here, I'll give the outline again. Uh, It was through the Holy Spirit. He gave me this outline. Hopefully, you'll find it helpful and simple. All right. Point number one. Point number one. If you want to write it down, the problem. Point number one is the problem found in verses 1 through 13. The problem found in verses 1 through 13. Point number two, point number two, the plea, the plea found in verses 14 through 16, the plea found in verses 14 through 16. Point number three, the prayer, the prayer found in verses 17 through 23, 17 through 23, the prayer. Point number four, the prophecy. The prophecy found in verses uh, 24 through 45. Point number four, the prophecy found in verses 24 through 45. And lastly, point number five, the promotion. The promotion found in verses 46 through 49. The promotion found in verses 46 through 49. All right, last week I also stated, and I I make a point, I have to mention it tonight as a reminder. There is a misconception when it comes to certain terms in the Bible. The first term is what is called the time of the Gentiles. And the second terms are called the fullness of the Gentiles. Sounds similar, but they are totally different things. And I want to cover that. Although they seem similar, they are different. For the sake of clarity, please turn with me to Luke chapter 21. Luke chapter 21. We covered this last week, but for the sake of context and for those who, was, who missed the episode of God's Word two weeks ago, you're going to get another sneak peek. 
All right, here we go. Luke chapter 21, verse 24. Luke 21, verse 24. I start at verse 20. And it says, this is Jesus speaking. And when you see Jerusalem surrounded by armies, then know that its destruction is near. Then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountain and those who are in the midst of of her depart and, and let not those who are in the country enter her for there for these are the days of vengeance that all things which are written may be fulfilled but woe to those who are pregnant and to those who are nursing babies in those days for there will be great distress in the land and wrath upon this people and they will fall by the edge of the sword and be led away captive unto all nations and Jerusalem will be trampled by Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles are fulfilled. So the context or the meaning of verse 24 in chapter 21 of Luke, this basically points to the rule and reign of the Gentile nations that they will have over uh, the Israelites. Everybody with me on that? Amen. All right. The second phrase that most people uh, get confused, the second phrase that most people get confused is the fullness of the Gentiles. The fullness of the Gentiles. All right. That's found in Romans chapter 11. Everybody turn with me to Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. We read a lot more verses two weeks ago, but we won't get into those today. We're just going to read verse 25. All right. Here we go. Please read uh, chapter 11 on your own uh, when you get a chance. It's a beautiful chapter. All the scriptures in the word are beautiful. Amen. All right. Romans chapter 11, verse 25. It says, For I do not, for I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant. So, of this mystery. So let's stop right there. Paul is writing. He's saying, I don't want you to be ignorant. I want you to know what I've already previously said that was a mystery, but now is being revealed right now. Here we go. What is the, what is being revealed? For I do not, for I do not desire brethren that you should be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinions that blindness in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so also Israel will be saved as it is written. The deliverer will come out of Zion and he will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Okay, verse 25. At the end of it, it says, until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. So blindness, meaning the nation of Israel as a whole, are blinded by the fact that Jesus Christ is indeed the Messiah, the long-awaited Messiah. But it says here that there's going to come a time they will not be blind. And that time is going to take place at the fullness of the Gentiles. So for those who associate, remember we says the time of the Gentiles um, is 
when they rule and reign, right? The fullness of the Gentiles, another R, that is pointing to the rapture. The ra- everybody say rapture with me. So it's, it's the rapture. When the rapture takes place in the last Gentile is caught up, that's when the fullness, I mean, that's when the time of the Gentiles uh, will end, will come in. Excuse me. All right, go back to Daniel chapter 2. Daniel chapter 2. All right. Is that, is that clear as mud for everybody? All right, clear as mud. All right, praise God. All right, last week we talked about, two weeks ago we talked about the problem found in verses 1 through 13. And the problem was, was that Nebuchadnezzar's wise men that no doubt probably were leftovers from his father's reign could not interpret the dreams that he would having, was having repeatedly and he challenged them. He wanted them to interpret the dreams, tell him the dream and interpret the dream. Well, we read before that these wise men, they plotted to deceive the king. So it was one decree that the king gave. He's going to hack them in pieces, going to cut them up, pile them up and ship them out. Basically, their life was going to end if they would continue down the road of deception. So as a result, in chapter one, we know that Daniel is a part of the wise men team in Babylon. So his life is also at stake. So there's another problem. The problem is there's no human beings that can tell someone a dream, and it wasn't in a dream, nor interpret it. It's impossible. It's a miracle. It's going to take a miracle. So then we see in verse 14. Now let's look at verse 14 of chapter 2. This is the plea. Then with counsel and wisdom, Daniel answered Ariok, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men of Babylon. He answered and said, Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent? So Daniel begins to, to talk, to open his mouth. Let me stop here parenthetically. Every church believer, every Blood-bought believer, when there's a problem going on, there's times we do not need to be silent, especially if it's life-threatening. Amen. Daniel, he realizes that his life and the life of his companions is on the stake. So he pleads for his life. That's, that's, That's bold in itself. He pleads with the captain of the guard who, the, who Nebuchadnezzar gives the decree to start hacking and slashing. He didn't say go negotiate. This is not a union meeting. Everybody with me? He's been given instructions to go and do the bidding of the king. So we see in verse 14 that Daniel, he goes to Ariak, the captain of the king's guard, who had gone out to kill the wise men. He goes straight to the source. He goes straight to him. Amen. And he answered and said, Ariok, the king's captain, why is the decree from the king so urgent? Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel. Now it's by the grace of God that Ariok opens up and tells him the decree. He didn't even have to tell him that. 
the, the, the decree was to go out and get to go to work. So we see the providence of God's grace even in these very verses. I know we read the Bible so fast, but we need to stop and think about it. Ponder. Think about it. The Holy Spirit put these things in here for our learning and growth because sometimes we're faced with a difficult situation. Instead of cutting to the chase, we want to give the political answer and beat around the bush. We see it right here, brothers, that Daniel, he cut straight to the chase knowing that his life was in danger. Let me stop here, parenthetically. Some of us be playing with God. You say, how you, how you, how, what do you mean, preacher? When we pray unto the Lord, we don't cut to the chase. Daniel makes a request to the captain of the guard immediately, clearly, decisively, humbly. Let's move along. Then Ariok made the decision known to Daniel, verse 16. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time. Bold of Daniel. He goes in. Remember, Daniel is not promoted at this point. Let me paint the picture. He's a little peon. He's a little nobody. He goes in boldly before the king to plea before the king. He pleads to Arioch, but he's going in to plea to the king. Everybody see it there? So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. Now Daniel is the only one who's bold enough, who steps out on faith to say, Give us time. Give me time to tell you the interpretation. Now, we read before the king, he brought in all the other wise men. They gave all kind of sentences. Daniel cut straight to the, to the chase. Give me time to get you the interpretation. That took faith. Remember, Daniel hadn't prayed yet. He steps out in faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Somebody here right now is scared to just step out in faith. Amen. Just step out. Daniel, he goes before Nebuchadnezzar and he steps out on faith. Let me stop here parenthetically. I don't care what position you have in your job. You may not be the boss, but we know the one who is in charge. Don't think that you, this is not a name and a claim of sermon. I'm just letting you know. Don't think that you don't have the authority in Christ Jesus to make an impact right where you're at. Daniel recognizes, he goes out on a limb. You know, this is Tony's commentary. He said, if I'm going to die, I'm going to die going to plead my case. How many of us We've been falsely accused at work, but we're silent and we don't plead our case. I'm going to stop here. Give you a little testimony, update testimony. Maybe some of you knew, maybe some of you didn't know. I've been, uh, for a year, I've been promoted to a supervisor on my job. I'm a lineman by trade. Um, I'm not on salary here at the church. Um, 
There's, there's pastors that are on salary. There's men of God on salary. It's both, right? But anyway, so during this year time, um, I, got, I, I got the job in October, October 31st last year. I, I didn't know if it was a trick or a treat, you know what I mean? I, I was pondering that. But nevertheless, I knew God blessed me to get the job. So during this year time, you know, my back started hurting because all the knives at work has been in my back. So anyway, not, not literally. I'm just <laughs> so what happened was someone got in trouble at work. And they wanted me as a supervisor, I can't tell you everything in details, but they wanted me as a supervisor to fall on the sword, to be the scapegoat. How does that go? You do the crime, you need to do the time. I don't do the time for you. That's my, that's my mentality. So they told me, they said, you're going to get a letter. I, I, I told Brother Dan, amen, can you, can you concur, Brother Dan? Amen. I told Brother Dan. And I told Pastor Jim, I told others uh, around here, and uh, they didn't know. Man, I, I said, man, you know what? I'm going to go tell the Lord on them. <laughs> man, y'all tripping. <laughs> I, didn't, I held my peace, didn't worry about nothing, went home, started praying. Before I went, before, when they told me the news, I started praying. Just this past week. It's been months, months. It's been boiling, you know. I ain't worried about nothing, whatever. They going to do whatever they going to do. God going to do what he going to do. So my prayer was, I know God, if it be your will, work this out. Now, I know God is able, right? But he may not be willing. Everybody catch that? I might get the letter. I might get fired. I might, whatever the case is, I know God is able, but is he willing? Well, I want to give you an update information testimony that God does answer prayer. I told you this is tailor-made tonight. What happened was last week, my boss pulled me in. He said, uh, you know, that letter that you was going to get, you ain't going to get it no more. I said, oh, what happened? He said, I wrote a letter up the ladder on your behalf because it wasn't setting right with me. Now, that was part of my prayer. He didn't even know. And word came back down from HR that I don't deserve a letter. So praise God for the men who have prayed for me and the answer prayer from God. Back to the text. Sometimes you got to see yourself in the text, right? Now, Daniel, he goes before Nebuchadnezzar to plead his case knowing that the God he serve is able to deliver. And he's able to give him what he need in that situation. Let me stop right here. Minister to somebody in here. Somebody here needs something from the Lord. It ain't rocket science. Guess what? We all need something from the Lord. But my point of what I'm saying is you've been praying for something you just need to go to the Lord and trust him. He's going to deliver no matter what it is. I don't know what you're going through. God knows. So at verse 16, look at what it says. So Daniel went in and asked the king to give him time that he might tell the king the interpretation. All right. That's the plea. Now let's move along. The prayer found in verses 17 through 23. Let's go through the word. Amen. 
Then Daniel went to his house and made the decision known to Hananiah, Mishael, Azariah, and his companions. Now, did it tell you, did, did, did your Bible say Daniel went and jumped on a camel and started swinging on some, uh, some 40 ounce of beer? My Bible don't say that. Did it say Daniel went to the strip club? Did it say Daniel went and uh, had a pity party? Where did Daniel go? Home. He went home. A lot of times when we get bad news, we go everywhere but where we should go. Um, I like baseball. Love baseball. American, American sport, right? No matter how many bases you run around, the goal is to get to where? Home base. Home, yeah, everybody caught that? If you think about cheating on your wife, you need to go to, say it with me, home base. Daniel, he has a problem. He, a problem comes in his life and he goes home and he tells it and shares it with his companions. Look around. Look at all the men in this room. Every man, every young man that you're looking at is your companion. Companion, if they're in Christ. If you're not in Christ, you're not a companion because you're a friend of the world. Everybody caught that? Only blood-bought believers, we are companions. Because we're not a friend to the world. We're a friend to the Lord, to the Word. Daniel, he goes home, verse 17, and he makes known... To his friends, his four friends, his companions, verse 18, that they might seek mercies from the God of heaven concerning this secret. Now, did he say, I'm a believer, so I deserve this? You don't see none of that name and claiming. He, he's pleading. He said, we need to seek God's mercies. Meaning we all deserve. Look, Daniel recognized, first of all, the reason why we need God's mercies because he wasn't in Jerusalem. Let's stop there, right, right there. Why was Daniel in Babylon? He was in Babylon because the nation of Israel turned their back on God. So he pleads for mercy. Let me stop here. Parenthetic. Every time we go to the Lord, you better remember and recite and think about, reflect about the mercies of God. It's because of the mercies of God we are not consumed. Great is his faithfulness. I don't know about y'all, but I could have been divorced. I could have been shot. I could have been a whole lot of things. But it's because of the mercy of God, I am who I am and I'm where I am. Not only me, but you. It's because of God's mercies. So Daniel, he prays and he recognizes God's mercy is needed in this situation. His life is at stake. A lot of us don't remember and they don't think about it. Our lives is at stake. We are walking around, not praying enough, not reading God's word, having an attitude, not doing what we are called to do as men of God, men of valor, because what? We're playing Russian roulette with our life. 
How long do you think you got on this earth? We don't have long, brothers. Our life, I'm in the scripture, our life is but a vapor. It's a vapor. Think about it. If we live to be 100 years on this side of heaven, it is a, it's not even a drop in the pool compared to eternity. You can't even compare it. You can't compare it. So part of the prayer, we see Daniel, he pleads for the mercies of God, the God of heaven, concerning this secret. This is a, a, a supplemental prayer. You know, we, we're supposed to pray with prayer and supplication. Not supplemental, supplication. This is a specific prayer for a specific need. You know, we pray, Lord, protect our children, protect our, bless our wives, and Lord, help me uh, to be not provoking to my sons. That's a specific prayer. Amen. Some of us need to pray that. I'm not the only one. Amen. We go, we see Daniel, he prays for the mercies of God, and he prays that God concerning this secret so that Daniel and his companions might not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. He said, man, we need to pray for us. I know the world is perishing, but we need prayer. It's life-threatening to us. It's not a selfish prayer. It's not selfish because Daniel, he goes and tells the body of believers. A lot of us don't share. Thank you, Brother Jerry. He shared with us what he needed with the body. He says, if any, if, if, if any is among you are sick, call for the elders and they will lay hands on you. None of us can take credit for it because we don't know who had the gift of healing. We know God did. You guys see the point? The point is, is that God is on the throne and Daniel recognizes that God's on the throne. And his prayer is God-centered on the throne. Let's keep going. Here we go. Verse 19. Then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Notice Daniel prayed and went to sleep. How do you know that? In a night vision. He prayed about it and he left it to God. When we bring things before the altar, leave it there. Don't pick it up. Leave it right there. Stop worrying about stuff we have no control over. All the control freaks in the house, raise your hand. Come on now, raise your hand. The ones that dictate to your wife everything. And, 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 <laughs> uh, yeah, I know, I know. <laughs> I got some of y'all. Amen. The point I'm trying to make is, is that Daniel, he recognizes the source of his strength and who he needs to go to to reveal the secret. So God, then the secret was revealed, verse 19, to Daniel in the night vision. So Daniel blessed the God of heaven. Daniel answered and said, blessed be the name of God forever and ever. Not in a dream, in a vision, excuse me. For wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and seasons. He removes kings and raises up kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals deep and secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and light dwells with him. Amen. I thank you 
and praise you, O God of my father. You have given me wisdom and might and have made known to me what we asked of you. You guys see that? Daniel recognizes. He praises God. He thanks God. He said, you answered our prayer. What did Brother Jerry do tonight? He recognized answered prayer that God only did for him in his life. How many times we thank God for what we ask for? Daniel, what a great example that we have before us. He thanks God for answering his prayer. And then he says, for you have made known to us the king's demand. Notice his prayer is not self, his praise is not self-centered. He ain't trying to take the credit. He said, you, you, Lord, you answered our prayer. You gave us help so we can be preserved. Us. I heard it today. Thank you, the Holy Spirit. God sent us here. He sent us all here in the body of Christ. Iron to sharpen iron. Thank you. Thank you, dear brother. You know what I'm talking about. God wants us to sharpen one another. So why are we not calling one another? I'm talking about outside the church. Remember that challenge I, I put before us to call one another, exchange number? I hope we're praying for one another. Whether you call or don't call, call on the name of the Lord. Now, Daniel was a man of prayer. Now, in Daniel, note this, in Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 through 23, this is a short prayer. This is a short prayer. Write it down. This is a short prayer. In Daniel chapter 9, verse 3 through 19, this is a long prayer. I'm going somewhere with this. I'm going somewhere. So in Daniel chapter 2, verse 17 through 23, this is a short prayer we see. We can see it in the verses, 17 through 23. In Daniel chapter 9, verses 3 through 19, this is a long prayer. The short prayer, here we go, you go to use, if you want to write this down for memory. The short prayer is a unified prayer. And the long prayer in chapter 9 is an uncompromising prayer. Let me stop here parenthetically again. Every blood-bought believer, every Christian, every child of God should have a unified prayer and an uncompromising prayer. What do you mean, preacher? I'm in the book. When we pray, Lord, let your will be done, that's uncompromising. When we say amen, that's unifying. We say the same thing that the book say. So don't be praying these prayers that's outside of God's will. You praying for a girlfriend or praying for somebody to date and they're unequally yoked, that's outside of God's will. Don't pray for that. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? Turn with me to Luke chapter 18, verse 1. I'm almost done, brother. We're going to follow the Lord. Luke chapter 18, verse 1. We're going to be jumping around. Y'all want to write this down. Luke 18, 1. It says... Then he spoke a parable to them that men always ought to pray and not lose heart. Everybody see that? So we are told right here 
that we ought to always pray. Turn with me to James chapter 5. James chapter 5. James chapter 5. Verse 16 and 17. It says, confess your trespasses to one another. No, let me, let me back up. I got to back, back this up, back this train up. Verse 13, is, it, is there any, anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of, of the Lord. And the prayers of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins. He will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. You guys see that? Unified prayer? Let's go to Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4. I'm almost done. Hopefully. If the Lord say so. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Philippians 4 6. I'm reminded by my wife. She says slow down. Sometimes I talk too fast. I'll slow down. I'm sorry. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. It says. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer. That's general prayers. And supplication. That's specific prayers. With thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. And guess what would happen. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding, will, be, will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. That's why I wasn't tripping with the bad news. Prayer unto the Lord. Back in Daniel chapter 2, we're going to end on this note. Daniel chapter 2. Verse 20 through 23, if you look at verse 20 through 23 of Daniel, this, these verses point to this one fact, that God is in control. <laughs> did y'all hear, hear that? Amen. These verses is the key to Daniel, the whole book. It's the key that unlocks the door. That God is in control. He's in control of all things, and he's in control of all situations, and he gives wisdoms to those who ask. Brother, outline. No, we ain't going to jump into this. That's next week, two weeks from now. What am I saying, brothers? If you didn't get nothing out of the lesson tonight from the example from the scripture, God is in control. No matter what we're going through, no matter what we're facing, no matter what the difficulty is, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing that the trying of your faith worketh patience. Work out your soul salvation with fear and trembling. God is real. Stop playing with God. Read the Bible, study to show yourself approved unto God, repent of sin, receive the free gift of salvation, believe in the death, burial, and resurrection, of, make it right with God, be in good standing with God. 
if you need to repent of some secret sin, reveal it unto the Lord. Get right so we may be right before him. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you, O God, for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit who led us, guide us through your scripture. We thank you, O God, for the, pre the plea and the prayer that was displayed in your word through your manservant Daniel. How he utilized the best resource in his life. You are the source of our strength, our life. We thank you, O God, for your grace, your mercy. Touch every man, every boy, creating us a clean heart and renew a right spirit. Forgive us for our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We lay this at your feet, Lord. We trust you. You are in control. You sit high, but you look low. Bless Pastor Jim. Bless Pastor Durrell. All the pastors, all the men of God everywhere and every, around this world, around this country, to be men of valor, to be unified but uncompromising. In Jesus' name we pray for his namesake. Amen. Amen.